Hello and welcome back to Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob and Scott. And it was another great week of NFL action, so let's get right into it with the Bills lost to the New York Jets 20-17, a game that was a surprise to many NFL fans around the league. Yeah, really an absolute shocker here from the Meadowlands with the Jets taking on the Bills. Jets coming in as double-digit underdogs there and able to pull off the win. And probably the the worst showing we've seen from Josh Allen in maybe three years. A couple just absolutely atrocious picks from yes. him. And the Bills offense just didn't look like themselves that night. Yeah, the Jets secondary has been proven to give a lot of quarterbacks a hard time this year. And that pass rush is definitely for real. I think it might be time to give the Jets a little bit more respect, but... Uh, it's hard to tell kind of sometimes when it's uh, when it's a bad team playing well or a good team playing bad. I think in this case it was a, maybe a little bit of both. Not that I think the Jets are a bad team, but I certainly think the Jets have a a pretty good team overall, but are very handicapped on offense just because of Zach Wilson's inability to do much of anything. Yeah, I mean, still Zach Wilson with only 154 passing yards today. So. I still find it hard to take them as a really serious contender with Zach Wilson at the helm, but it still appears that the Jets will contend for a playoff spot in the AFC this year. Which is saying something, because the AFC is not the NFC this year. The AFC is pretty loaded with talent. Uh, currently, the Jets are in the highest-ranked wildcard spot ahead of the Dolphins and the Chargers. And like you said, um, you know I don't think the Jets are better than either the, the Dolphins or the Chargers, but... You know, there they are sitting in that playoff spot. We'll see if they're able to hold on to that uh, with the Patriots and Bengals knocking on the door as well. Yeah. But, yeah, just a typically an uh, uh, uncharacteristic uh, in, uh, bad game from the Bills on offense. And possibly concerning coming off the backs of a not very good second half versus Green Bay either. Right, so you kind of add that together. It's kind of like six quarters of, of kind of mediocre offense there. I mean, the Bills have been so good this year, you would think they'd get it back together, but possibly the worst thing coming out of all of this is the injury to Josh Allen's elbow. Yes. And that puts him in doubt for this week. There's been lots of different reports about how serious this will be, and hopefully for everybody involved, it will not be serious. I think he had he might have had something like this before, if I remember correctly. Yes, in his rookie year. Okay, and that didn't keep him out for too long. Four games. All right, so that's, I mean, for a team like the Bills, that's doable, right? You have a capable quarter, uh, backup quarterback, which they acquired. Yes, in Case Keenum. I would trust Case Keenum to be able to win them maybe two or three games out of that stretch if yeah. he was out four games again. And like you brought up, uh, I think, earlier in the year, um, having a, a backup quarterback, like if your starting quarterback gets hurt, you don't expect to do really anything. I mean, unless you're the Eagles and you have Nick Foles. But your backup quarterback's more there to kind of just steady the ship and keep it afloat until your guy comes back. And I think that's, you know, case scheme, we can definitely do that. Absolutely. But I do have one more take for you I'd like to get real quick. Which loss is worse? Oh, boy. The Bills losing to the Jets or (laughs) the Chiefs losing to the Colts? Chiefs losing to the Colts or the Bills losing to the Jets? Same score games. Okay. And both games where a very big underdog lost to a team that is a huge favorite in this league. So Colts at that time not doing anything, uh, still not doing anything, 
And that was just a really weird game. Both games just kind of uncharacteristic. I don't know. Was it in KC or was it was it in was it in uh, Indianapolis? That could... It was in Indianapolis. Okay, so that makes it a little better. I still think that's probably worse, though, in my opinion, just because the Jets are actually solid. Like the Colts are just kind of on just they're just kind of a dumpster fire at this point. Yeah, I, I think the the KC loss is probably worse. I would agree with that, but you know, I just kind of came up with that off the cuff, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. Yeah, because there seems to be a lot of like. Bills are way way down on some people's rankings, and that's probably just a recency bias there. But I mean, that's part of the beauty of the NFL is such a week to week league. Yeah, one week. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I th- I do think uh, you know, obviously more recent games have more relevancy, but you have to look at the total body of work to really gain a full evaluation of a team and how consistent they can be week to week. Absolutely. But you know, we're seeing a lot of inconsistency in the NFL and the teams that that we said were you can count on week to week to be really good. The Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Bills, they've all have kind of proven that they're not even that consistent as the Chiefs had a really hard time with the Titans this week. Absolutely they did. With the Titans carrying the league for quite some time here and taking overtime for the Chiefs to get it done, finally. Yeah. I mean, I I said we both were saying past couple weeks that the Titans weren't the greatest team, but... Uh, I, st- I still think they're a good team. I think I'm ready to say that they're a good team. Not a great team, but I think they're a good team. I disagree on that fact. Uh, fact, it is. <laughs> As they are, what, they're 5-3, they're, they're, they're and three, right? They are 5-3. and They're in their division. They're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, a horrible, horrible division. They're going to have a home playoff game. That they will get absolutely stomped on <laughs> no. by whoever the top wild card no. seed is at that point. So as of now, it would be Titans versus Jets. I'm taking Titans all day in that game. All day. I don't know about that. It could be close. If you tell me if today it was New New York Jets in Tennessee, you'd take the Jets today? i definitely think about that one. But, I mean, look. It'd be a, the, man, that'd be a boring The match. Titans are number Thirty-two in yards per game. Mm. That's all. Is that a good team? No, no. But I mean, that's not a good stat. But it's but the fact that they they've won five games while they're and, their last is kind of impressive. And they're number twenty-four in points per game. <laughs> but, uh, but they don't have a good offense. <laughs> but again, like the fact that they've won it, despite those stats is what impresses me. Like they. They're just kind of, they know their strengths and their weaknesses, and they just muck that the game down. That just means they're overachieving, and they're going to regress to the mean. <laughs> I think that's that, all that means. I think it's just great coaching, just like doing so much with so little. Right? All you got is Henry. He's your bell cow. Run him 30 times a game, and that'll lead you to a, a decent record. Maybe it could, but at some point, the wheels are going to fall off. Derrick Henry can't carry you that far. I, I beg to differ. I beg to differ, especially when, when Tannehill comes back. I mean, they have no passing attack without Tannehill. They, even with him, it's not that great. I think when he comes back, the Titans are going to be like a legitimate team just because they're so consistent week in, week out, as opposed to, you know, your Bengals or your Chargers or your Dolphins. Well, Dolphins are pretty consistent, but I don't know. I just, I like the Titans. They don't get uh, they don't get a lot of media coverage. They don't get a lot of pressure. So I think that they're, you know, just kind of a steady team you can rely on every week. But, I mean, I thought that last year when they were the number one seed, and I'm pretty sure you disagreed on that. Yes, heavily disagreed on that one, <laughs> as we got into briefly last week. Should have won that game last year. But uh, Another polarizing game we saw uh, in the NFL 
was the choke bowl between the two teams that are just notorious for choking. This is one of the most fun yet hilarious games I've ever seen with the most appropriate ending ever. Yes. So did you see that ending? I'm sure you have. Yes, I have. Well, I, I saw the highlight of it. This is probably the most falcony Falcons thing that could ever happen to them. I mean, seriously, on that one, I, I can't believe that. <laughs> so, you're up in the fourth quarter. Five minutes to go, you're up. You allow a field goal. You punt it back again. So now, Chargers are driving down the field. They're in the red zone. You get a fumble. Looks like you might be able to go back down and seal this. You and at this point, Chargers fans are like, oh, we just choked this. Like, we're, we're, like come on. You, you're carrying it. You're 20 yards back the other way. You're at your own 43. And you fumble it back to them. <laughs> like, I... Just unbelievable. So now the Chargers have to come back down yet again into Falcons territory and kick the winning field goal. <laughs> and that, that is just perfect. Like, is it not? That is per- the perfect way for that game to end. I mean, even Falcons fans got to be like, this is just next level. It's just insane in this game. <laughs> I mean, but like, that's a, like that was one of the most fun games to see. Like, th- two pretty good offenses. Like, just like you know that just these two teams are going to be giving the game away to each other all game. And it was just, oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Falcons are really exciting. And I stand by my mark my words that I made last week that they would win the division, uh, even though I, I did predict them losing that game and still winning it. So not too worried about that one, but just an awesome game to see. Yeah, the Falcons have definitely been a much more exciting team than I thought they would be this year. Yeah. NFL needs more of that, more exciting offenses. So let's go into a game that, or a team that maybe has not been exciting as people had oh. once thought, with the Las Vegas Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Raiders hurt my soul every time I watch them play. Again, a huge lead blown. 17 points. So, I have a stat for you. All time, the Raiders are 106 and 6 when leading by 17 points or more. Three of the six losses have come this year. Half of their losses. All time. Oh my god. Three out of six all time. Oh, that's a real stat. That's a real stat. Yep. Oh my god. They've blown three seventeen point leads this year. That is so bad. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was just a really incredible stat I see. I mean, imagine that. Three games slipped around for them from you're two and six, and now <laughs> from two wins to five, like that would seriously be just a crazy that's, different year for them. That's I mean, incredible. When you're blowing leads that big, just wow. Oh man, that, and, that's a shame. And really, even worse news for the Raiders this year. If you ever thought that they might have any hope, which they don't. <laughs> Both Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro were placed on injured reserve on Thursday. Yeah, it's over. It's over. And they released their former first-round yeah. pick, Jonathan Abram. It was, was released. And another testament to the Raiders' just awesome drafting ability. Yeah. No mark my words needed here. No. Nope. The Raiders are finished. They're done. It's over. And just horrible. Like, ah, oh. I was so excited. Like, they had all the marks of a good team. Like, right? They, they made the playoffs last year. We were pretty impressed with that. Like, how much adversity they face with John Gruden getting fired and that whole thing. And really improved their team a lot. 
coming yeah. into this year. And you look at their and like we've said several times, look at their offense, how many good weapons they have. They added Chandler Jones on the defensive side. Like they looked primed to make a run this year. It just it doesn't make sense. And the wheels just completely fell off. I mean, is it Josh McDaniels? Is in like I don't know what it is. But it's just it's so disappointing to see that. Just every week, like just so unexciting and just ah. Oh. It's a shame. Yeah. And we have one more disappointing team to talk about this week. Mm. And that is your Green Bay Packers. Uh, yeah. So just when you think it couldn't get any worse, we go for another get right. We, we got to stop saying get right game, okay? Because that proves to be not the case at all. Going into Detroit <laughs> and losing to the same old Lions. Uh, what a shit. What, just what's it, what a shit show. Oh, 100% there. In two red zone interceptions by Aaron Rodgers. Worst, two of the worst throws I've ever seen from him. That throw to Bakhtiari, just want to say it right now. That's the worst throw I've ever seen him throw. What are you doing on that play? And a guy in Aaron Rodgers who is very famous for throwing almost no interceptions, just throwing just two absolute horrible, horrible. ones. Garbage. When you're looking for something to spark your team and really help study the ship there, you count on Aaron Rodgers for a lot more than that. Yeah. And he was—he said like he wanted to get to 500 touchdowns to 400 interceptions. Well, in that game, he reached 100 interceptions. Uh, just, just horrible. Just, and you, you have to wonder how much of it, you know, is is on the coaching. How much of the the failures is on the receivers? Is it all on Rodgers? You know, what is it? I think it's just a combination of everything. But I mean, it just looks really bad. Like, but their offensive numbers. In terms of yards, haven't been all that bad. If you look at their their numbers, they're kind of in the middle of all the categories. It's just they are so bad at executing and scoring when they need to be. They're the most unclutched team I've ever seen. They they outgained the Lions this week by 130 yards. Yeah, and they outgained Buffalo last week. Freaking Buffalo. And they didn't even come close to winning that game. Yep. And at, like a, a game where the Bills had a less-than-ideal second half, the game never felt like it was winnable. Like, this is just horrible. And at this point, it's just like, it's just like, I'm I'm ready to give up. After I just saw that, that was just awful. And this def- Green Bay Packers definitely seemed like a team where the sun is beginning to set on their season with the news of Rashawn Gary being out for the year as well. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. Like He's second in the league in pressures to Zadarius Smith, who, by the way, were paying like half his salary. So kicking the teeth there, but... I mean, the Vikings, look, they won the division. The wild card is looking more and more unreachable. And they look horrible. Like, they don't deserve to be in it right now. No, they don't. I, I for one, don't think they're they're going to get it turned around. They're going to get crushed by Dallas, I think. And I don't think you should bench Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he's washed. Let me just say that. He had a bad game. Don't think he's washed. You can still tell he's got that. Like, most washed quarterbacks look slow, right? They, their arm strength is weak. Like, that's not what we're seeing from Rodgers. We're seeing just bad decisions and, and you know, a lack of accuracy. We're not seeing, you know, physical, um, you know, uh, discrepancies yeah. and limitations, yeah. But it, yeah, certainly looks grim for a Green Bay Packers team. And I wasn't high on them, but, I mean, I bet on them this week. Yeah. And thought that maybe, maybe you can get a good game with the Lions, get some momentum, get some things turned around, but... Yeah, it doesn't look like that will be happening this year. Yeah, especially with literally everyone on the team being hurt. So Yeah, just a horrible hand dealt with injuries. 
Yes. And uh, one more thing we want to talk about here with another previously successful team. And I believe I believe this team is they're in like the upper quartile of the upper quartile of the best teams in the NFL in the last 22 years. I think that's right. And their owner, he doesn't know how to make sausages, but he sure knows how to run a football team. And uh, I think we all know who we're talking about here. We're talking about the Colts and their their coaching decisions. What an absolute joke to hire <laughs> Jeff Saturday. I mean, I think many people made this point, and I am definitely on board with this, with how many coaches just give their absolute all and just never get another chance. Yeah. How many good coaches never get a second chance or never even get their first chance? Mm-hmm. And then you see Jeff Saturday just come out of as a high school coach and get an NFL coaching opportunity. That's bullcrap. Like, it, it seriously is. I understand, like, in the area, he's, like, really respected. And, you know, he's, like, kind of a, a local icon there. and But, like, he's literally, he's a TV analyst coaching high school football. Like, how is this guy going to come in and run your football team? And, you know, if you want the point, you wanted uh, a, a old player on your team. Reggie Wayne is on your staff. He's on your staff already. Oh. Like that that would have been like that wouldn't have been great, but it would be better than this. I know. Like, really? <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, when I saw that, I'm like, this is this dude crazy? Like, what is going on? Like, and Jeff Saturday didn't even seem confident. Like, he's like, I, I don't think my first year is gonna be all that great, he pretty much said. Like, this is horrible. This is just this is a joke. This is a tank job. Like, let's call it for what it is. This is a tank job. It is. I mean, mentioning Matt Ryan for Sam Ellinger, Matt Ryan was not having a good year, but no. they decided they did not want to try and win anymore. Yeah, because once you do that, it's over. Like, I mean, Matt Ryan, yeah, like you said, not doing good, but he had, he was still second in yards. Like, it wasn't just complete and utter garbage, but, like, just horrible. I just don't understand it. I believe uh, 40 net passing yards for Sam Ellinger this week versus New England. Ugh. Just made, Matt Ryan was definitely better than that. <laughs> yeah, just horrible. And... For the, the highest-paid offensive line in the league, they've looked just atrocious. Definitely. Atrocious. And Frank Reich, you know, he's definitely, uh, I'm not saying he was the best coach in the world there, but, like, Jeff Saturday instead? Like, come on. Yeah, Frank Reich isn't the best coach in the world, but he was competent. Yes. What happened in Indianapolis, I don't think you can put 100% blame on him for that. Yeah, I and, mean, I think he... I mean, that Carson Wentz thing, was uh, he was big into that. But, I don't know. Like, coaches aren't GMs. <laughs> so, as much as the coach might lobby for a guy, in the end, that's on the GM. And he has to take full responsibility for that. And I think that Frank Reich was kind of blamed for that. It was a bit unfair. Yes. But, I don't know. Colts, their season's over. I think that we can both agree their season is done, just like the Raiders. 100%. Yeah. And what a sad state that franchise is in. Yeah. Especially after we thought that they could could really just take over that division this year. Right, and and I had this is going to be just horrible. Um, this is a horrible pick. I had them beating the Chiefs in the first round of the playoffs in my my preseason predictions. <laughs> just a horrible take, folks. Uh, we're going to revisit that once the playoffs come around. But yeah, I just hate to see that from the Colts. But uh, now we're going to get into our week ten picks, and we're going to start with. Uh, the Thursday night game, which is between the Atlanta Falcons and the Panthers, uh, facing off after, again, after just facing off a couple weeks ago in a tumultuous ending in which the Falcons uh, emerged victorious. 
So who do you have winning this rematch? I have the Falcons coming out on tap once again. I do as well. I mean, like we talked about, definitely been a surprising team and really been able to kind of put together a competent enough offense to win some games here and make some noise in the NFC. Yes. All this without Calvin Ridley. Yes, they definitely have. I mean, they get Cordero Patterson back next week, which was a, a big boost for their team. And, you know, they've actually been doing a lot of this without big uh, former or recent first-round picks, Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts getting involved a little bit more as of late. But they were doing a lot of this without two recent really high draft picks. Yeah. And really being able to scrape together some guys and get it done. All right, by any means necessary. That's kind of like uh, the Titans. Just one of those teams that they don't care how they win. They just want to win, even if it's the ugliest game you'll ever see. Now, that being said, Falcons way more saying than the Titans. But I have them winning this game. Uh, Panthers, just not. They had one good week with P.J. Walker. I think Baker Mayfield's a better option there. I think no doubt in that. But but it appears P.J. Walker is going back in again. Yes, he is. After an absolutely atrocious first half last week. Terrible. I don't know how you can make the decision to put him back in. Well, I, that's what I said. Unfortunately, there's there's uh, politics and business in the NFL, and it looks like they're doing trying to do a tank job here. But, yeah, either either way, I'd be picking the Falcons, though. I want to make that clear. Yes. And then we got the game that's going to be played in Munich, Germany, between the Seattle Seahawks and the Buccaneers, the last international game of the year. And who do you have coming out on top? I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I have the Seattle Seahawks. So I, I figured that we would have different picks on this. Yeah, not a surprise. I mean, I, I do think that the Buccaneers have been improving as of late, and I think they will continue to get better. I mean, Tom Brady has seemed to have, be a little more on his game as of late. And I still believe that we'll see a little bit of regression from Seattle. So, therefore, I'll be picking the Buccaneers in this one. Yeah, I mean, Seattle, is they really look pretty solid, but again, it's kind of like uh, we're all kind of waiting for them to just look garbage. But, uh, you know, I don't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are good at all. They beat a horrible Rams team. And I think the Seattle Seahawks are a lot better than the Rams are this year. So I think their good coaching and good running game will be enough to sink the Bucks this week. And then we have the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. And the Bills are the favorites in this game. Originally at a nine-point favorite. Now it's down to like three due to the Josh Allen thing. Either way, I think I'm going to pick the Bills to win this game. Yes, I would say either way, I'd pick the Bills. A bit of a revenge game here for Case Keenum, as well as Stephon Diggs. Yeah. I mean, some really cool stories going to this one with uh, the Diggs and Jefferson. Oh, it's going to be a fun matchup to watch. A trade that's worked out very well for both clubs. Yes. And... Two very good teams this year. Should be a fun one to watch. Yes, and great point. Like, the trade really couldn't have worked better for either team. Definitely. I think both teams are really happy with their guy. Yeah, I think they're certainly happy with what's going on since. Yes, and hopefully the Bills uh, beat the Vikings in this one. Then we got the Detroit Lions taking on the Chicago Bears. Bears looking like a completely new team. Just something seemed to click with their offense. Justin Fields is looking all right. And therefore, I will have the Bears coming out on top. I have the Lions winning in this one. Oh, okay. I still have a, a little bit of trust. I think they can put up that the Lions can put up a little bit of numbers offensively, and be able to beat a lowly, which I think a bit of a lowly bear still, with trading some of their best defensive players. Yes. That the Lions can take advantage of that this week. 
despite a historic performance from Justin Fields last week. And they did look very good versus Miami, actually. Yeah. Put them up 32 points. Yes. So I think, yeah, hopefully it should be an exciting game. Uh, two high-scoring offenses. Uh, well, the Lions just really inconsistent. Same old Lions, as we all know. But, uh, yeah, division, NFC North, never know what could happen. Yep. And then we got the Denver Broncos uh, facing the Tennessee Titans. Oh, my gosh, this is going to be the most boring game ever. Who do you have winning it? I have the Denver Broncos. Oh, what a shock. What a shock. <laughs> I have the Tennessee Titans winning this game. Now, a bit of a more classic spite pick for me here, yeah. <laughs> as you know them. Yes. But I, honestly, I feel like these two teams are not particularly far off. Even though Tennessee is probably a bit better than Denver, who has been oh, actually atrocious on offense. Oh, come on. Tennessee's Tennessee way better. Bit. Tennessee's way better. Come on. I would consider them way better, oh, personally. That's a shame. That's a shame. Well, Tennessee, I think we already went into why they're a good team, right? They've got good coaching. They're consistent. I think that'll be enough to propel them over the Denver Broncos, who look like a mess at this point. It is quite a messy season for them. Yeah. We're going to see a coaching change there at the end of the year, probably. Yeah, despite a first-year coach. Yeah. (laughs) Really crazy there. Right, we see that now. I feel like teams are not, there's less and less patience. Like, if if you can't come in and do a good job, you're out. Especially in a a franchise like one such as Denver with high expectations and high standards. Yeah, one where you've just paid your quarterback and did a lot this offseason, and then your head coach comes in bombs like that. Yeah. Not going to stick around long. Definitely not. And then you got the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. And who do you have winning this game? I think the Chiefs should win this pretty easily. As do I, but hey, you never know because they did struggle last week. Yes, they did. And also struggled versus another AFC South opponent in the Indianapolis Colts. So you actually lost, yeah. Yes. Both games 2017. But uh, of course, the Chiefs are the much better team than this. Yes. And either way, they'll come out on top. I agree, and then we have probably probably the matchup I'll be looking forward to the most this week in the Cleveland Browns and the Miami Dolphins. And I will have the Miami, Miami Dolphins coming out on top in this one. All right, uh, I will have the Cleveland Browns coming out. So on here at ESPN it says 93% of people picking the Dolphins, and I do remember on Halloween 92% of people picked the Bengals. I picked the Browns. I'd love the Browns as an underdog pick this year. I'd like pick them almost every week. Very interesting. Well, you know, I'll add in one little thing on my own here. I got a little mark my words this week. Uh-oh, here we go. Mark my words coming up. For the Miami Dolphins. That's two attack of has come back, and just absolute dominance at wide receiver. We've seen from Tyreek Hill on pace to set NFL record, along with Jalen Waddell being top five NFL receiving yards. Mark my words. The Miami Dolphins will win at least one playoff game this year. Oh, They're boy. a very good team and will win at least one playoff yes. game. Yes. All right, so you pivoted a little bit from at the beginning of the year and they beat Buffalo and you said they still weren't quite there yet. Yes, that I wasn't ready to say they were good. Yeah. I am ready to say they're good now. Yes. <laughs> just, just crazy, crazy weapons and Tyreek Kill and Jalen Waddle are... And Tua Tagovailoa, I think, has proven to me that he can do what it takes to get the ball to them and keep up with some of these better teams in the AFC. Yeah, I'm shocked at his like vast improvement. Uh, Mike McDaniel's, I guess, working magic. Like, what an what an awesome uh, personality in the NFL. Just one of the weirdest guys I've ever seen, but just like such a fun team to follow. Such a fun team to watch. It certainly has been. And you think about where they were last year. 
with you know the whole Brian Flores thing and like they were being accused of tanking. It was just a mess, and we were just like, oh boy, this Dolphins thing does not look good at all. And this year, it's just like, who even remembers that anymore? Like they're looking so good. So I guess winning cures all. Certainly does. But uh, Browns, pay attention to the Browns because they've been playing some pretty good football throughout the whole season on offense. They can get the defense tightened up a little bit, win a couple games when Watson gets back. They're going to be dangerous, so I would keep an eye on them. Yes. And then you got the Houston Texans taking on the Giants. Giants coming off a bye week. Texans coming off a pretty good loss uh, for the Texans against the Eagles. Who are you taking in this game? Are the New York Giants. I do as well, moving up to 7-2. and two. And really a special season for them. Coming seem to come out of nowhere. I mean, despite not having a very elite offense, they're going to have a very good record, it seems, yes. and make the playoffs. And, yeah, they just play really consistent football. Brian Dayball, one of the – probably the leader still for Coach of the Year. They're not going to win the division, but they should get a, a quality wild card spot. Wouldn't be surprised if they won a game in the NFC this year, which is kind of insane to say it as we looked at, you know, at training camp, Daniel Jones looked terrible. They were getting into training camp brawls. Like, I, like a couple times I remember seeing the Giants are fighting in training camp. So they're definitely the biggest surprise to me this year. And Texans, well, same old Texans. They're going to drop to 1-7 and seven and 1. And then we got the New Orleans Saints taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers, a.k.a. the worst offense in the league. And, Scott, you were, I must say, you were 100% right on the Steelers this year. Yeah, I'm glad to see that definitely has come through for me here. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I trust – maybe I trust coaches too much, but – Gosh, the Steelers team sucks. Yeah, they've been bad. And Kenny Pickett has not looked great so far. Ugh, horrible. So, of course, I'll have the New Orleans Saints coming out on top on this one. Yes, I, I will as well. Bit of an underrated team in the Saints. Uh, I think the sooner they put Jameis Winston in, the you know the more hope they have. I think Dalton is kind of a low-ceiling, low-floor guy. Uh, Winston, complete opposite. Yes, definitely the complete opposite of that. Yes. <laughs> Capable of throwing 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. Uh, and then you got two teams that are both cooked at this point, uh, the Colts and the Raiders. I do have the Raiders winning this game. As do I. Like, who cares, you know? Yeah, they're, Sam Ellinger's not going to do much. It's not going to be a good game. No. Without the weapons on uh, the Raiders. Yeah. I pity anyone that has to watch this game. Yeah, like what what playbook are the Colts going to use? <laughs> Jeff Saturday's high school playbook? It's going to be interesting to see that. Yeah, maybe that's the only reason why we should watch this one. Yeah, I might watch a drive or something and just see how it is. Maybe just some press conferences afterwards? Yeah. I might. <laughs> uh, and then we got the, I think it's the game of the week between the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Mike McCarthy's return to Green Bay. And who do you have winning this barn burner? The Dallas Cowboys. I do as well. Uh, Cowboys team who is look, going to look pretty elite this year in the NFC. Yeah. I mean, Cooper Rush really carried the lower Prescott without, unlike I thought they would be able to. And just their absolute dominant defensive line in Dallas. And see if their offense can continue to improve with Dak Prescott back at the helm. Yes. Taking on a pretty good Packer defense. I will say I'll defend my team's defense this year. They've been really good in the wake of a terrible offense that just goes three and out 20 times a game. But I do believe Dallas's offensive firepower will 
um, be more than enough to propel them over the Packers in this game. And then we have the Arizona Cardinals versus the Los Angeles Rams in L.A. Both teams coming off losses this week. Who do you have? I have the L.A. Rams winning this one. I do have the Cardinals winning this game. And I think it's just, I think I just like that Kyler Murray to Hopkins connection a bit more than I like the Stafford to Cup connection right now. Hopkins has been very on fire, getting tons of targets since he came back from his suspension. Yes. And two teams have not been very good. So I'll just go on a and pick the Rams for this one. Yeah. Not a ton of analysis on this. It's a toss-up, yeah. It's a toss-up. Uh, and then we got the Los Angeles Chargers versus the 49ers. Finally a really good primetime Sunday night game. And I do have the 49ers winning this game. As do I. Should be a really exciting game, though. For sure. And hopefully the Chargers can get some of their receivers back this week. Although it does not look great for Cannon Allen. I know. Okay, as long as... As long as they got, you know, one of the two, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, that should be good enough for, for the offensive sake. Yeah, and hopefully this will be a good game versus two teams who seem to be contending this year. Yes, well, despite the Chargers being inconsistent. But, yes, I like, really like the 49ers um, and what they have. So I think them being at home, coming off a bye, will be enough to get them the win over the Chargers. And then we got the final game of the week, Monday Nighter, between the Commanders and the Eagles. And who do you have prevailing in this NFC East matchup? I have the Eagles coming out on top and improving to 9-0. As do I, 9-0 Eagles. Yes, they should be able to roll another team in Washington who had probably the worst three-game winning streak I've ever seen. Yeah. And just extremely lucky to win those handful of games there. Who did they even beat? Eh? Beat Green Bay. They beat the Bears. The Bears, boring game. Yeah, not a good team. Worse than their record says, and they don't have a particularly good record either. No. So Eagles will continue to roll. Yes, 9-0. and Could we be looking at an undefeated season? Possibly. And that, you know, I think they may split, um, they may lose to the Cowboys uh, again, but that's pretty much the only game I see them kind of maybe losing. So we'll see. Uh, and then we got Scott's Parlays for the week. And what do you got for us this week? Well, I'll go over last week's real quick. Last week going one for three on a couple of bad losses there from Las Vegas and Green Bay. So we'll get right into this week's ones. This week we have. Atlanta, Buffalo, and New Orleans in this one. Getting Buffalo at a pretty low number that I like with a Josh Allen play possible still. I like quite a bit with um, favored by plus three and a half. Sorry, minus three and a half. Atlanta favored at minus two and a half. And the Saints at minus one and a half. I'm liking this part of life about this week. Yes, sounds like a pretty solid bet to me. And uh, I think we should bring up our, our pick'em records. So uh, last week, Scott gained a couple games on me, and he was nine games right for that week. So overall, I'm looking at 75 and 60. Scott is 68, 67. We're both over 500. I think maybe the first time since like week one or two. No, first time this year, I believe. First time I, all year. Because I was 6 and 10 both the first two weeks. Oh, dang. First time all year. We made it. We promised we would make it. We made it. <laughs> made it over 500. Yes. Now we just got to stay there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Hopefully you have a great week watching your team's battle in the NFL. 
This has been Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob. And Scott. And we thank you all for listening to the podcast. Feel free to follow us on Spotify or YouTube. And we are tuning in.